This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 87. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Kara Clays. Today we're joined by Valentin Vesa. Val loves social media. He's very passionate about technology and online marketing. Some of his interests include CMS hardening and tech writing. He loves to take photos, go swimming, and spend time with his family. Welcome to Hallway Chats, Val. Hi, thanks for having me. Salute, Val. Thanks for joining us. Would you tell us more about yourself? Salute. First of all, let me say in Romanian, salut din Romania, which means hello from Romania. Um, as you said, my name is Val, uh, legal name Valentin Vesa. I live in the city of Cluj-Napoca. That's right in the center of Transylvania, uh, the country name being Romania. And um, I'm 39. I'm married. Uh, my wife and I we have three, uh, two. Oops. That was, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we can edit three. that out. <laughs> So uh, my wife and I, we have two children. Uh, we have an 11-year-old daughter. Her name is Hannah, and uh, our son's name uh, is Luca, and he's 14. That is great. And you, you, you talked about in the intro or Terra read that some of your interests include CMS hardening, and I'm going to read that as content management system hardening. So basically website, database-driven websites hardening, making those safer and secure. I'm guessing that's probably a professional focus for you. And if so, can you tell us about that? Yes, I uh, do social media for a company called Scuri Security. That's a brand now of uh, GoDaddy, uh, where I manage all our social media presence, uh, monitoring, uh, uh, making uh, some uh, customer support if necessary, and uh, also, uh, I write on the blog. I like to write about um, what happened to me. I used to be a customer that I had a site was hacked. I found security. They cleaned the site. And eventually, um, everything led to me actually being hired by the company. So uh, so to say, a former customer now becomes an employee, if you want to say that. Should I ask if you hacked the site yourself as part of your uh, no. career growth strategy? <laughs> You could ask, but I didn't. I mean, I wish I wish I had because uh, we, uh, my wife and I, we started this uh, charity project some eleven years ago, and it just happened that before Christmas, uh, uh, two thousand fourteen. So, you know, like five years ago, uh, the site got hacked. Uh, I tried everything I knew uh, to fix it. I just couldn't, and you know, then security kind of uh, saved the day, to say so. And I just liked them so much, like the culture, like the company, the services they were providing, and similar interest in the area of you know tech. I was already working uh, on WordPress sites, you know, building sites for customers and so on. And yeah, it just created a connection, and uh, the opportunity rose, and then I got it. That's great. I know Security is a, a, a very heavily involved in the WordPress community and uh, see them around a lot. So uh, tell us a little bit about your, your WordPress history. Um, so I installed my first WordPress site back in 2009. Uh, actually started the website that I was t- telling you about for the project we do. It's called Shoebox Romania. 
basically wrapping gifts before Christmas every year uh, in shoe boxes and just offering them to underprivileged children, um, orphans, you know, families having issues or having a hard time. And uh, I was talking with my wife and she was like, okay, let's, we cannot go on doing this out of a Yahoo Messenger chat box. If, you know, for those people out there who are too young, maybe they don't even know what that is. But for us, we remember a time when all chat online was done either via ICQ, if you guys remember that, uh, Merck, you know, IRC chat, or Yahoo Messenger. And I used to have a status description in the Yahoo Messenger uh, chat saying, you know, we collect boxes for children in needs. And we just couldn't get the words and the letters to match, you know, a meaningful sentence because there were like 65 characters. Then Yahoo, sometime later, offered an opportunity to also add a website URL, if you remember, field. So you could say something and then like, for more details, click here and then you have a link. And then my wife and guys out there, listen to your wives. They have amazing ideas. And sometimes we just brush them off easily, too easily. She said, why don't we just do a website? And I was like, how, how in the world am I going to do a website? I've never done a website. I mean, I was, I was kind of a hosting site, you know, as a project. but never actually created a website myself. And I just started looking online. And, of course, the famous be online in five minutes phrase, catch me immediately. And... I was like, okay, so there is a system that allows me to have a website online in five minutes. Okay, I'm going to get on it. And then, of course, WordPress.org, you know, downloaded it, uploaded it to my server, went through the install. It, it was literally more than five minutes, of course, because I wasn't really familiar with, you know, what I was doing. But we were online. And then I remember getting a free theme, uh, whatever the default theme back then was. And then uh, there was a guy called Vlad. His website is vladstudio.com. And I want to mention this because he, he was the first person to ever help me with like, you know, anything related to, yeah, you can just disable the sheep, you know, whatever, you know, there's a plugin that comes automatically initially. And then, you know, make sure you have this permalinks. That's how you do them. That's how you create pages. These are posts versus pages. Uh, it was a mess in my mind, but I was so eager to learn. And I was sure that having a website there live, I could write so much more stories about what we do in the project that I can never write in a you know 65 character limit that Chad uh, was offering on Yahoo. So we went online 2009, um, and then uh, you know we just took it from there. Then I started as I was involved in marketing and social media, I was starting to talk to customers that I was having, and I was like, okay, you can also have a website. So of course, all the websites I ever did ever were always based on WordPress <laughs> just because WordPress was you know the first love so you always go back to that yeah it's great to hear a use case where you learn because you have a need and so you learn how to use it and then you take that learning and you apply it to another opportunity so WordPress I think a lot of us in WordPress start out that way it takes <laughs> when you have a specific project to work on it's easier to learn it than if you're just trying to take a class I think True. Um, so, yeah, so, so, and then tell us about uh, the WordPress community where you live. So uh, in my area, we just started recently. Recently is maybe almost a year, year and a half uh, uh, gathering, let's say, every other week or every three weeks in meetups. We don't have a WordCamp now in Cluj. We are hoping to have one maybe next year. Uh, but the community is already 
I would say pretty strong. If we, if I, I remember the first meetup we had almost a year and a half ago and we're like four people and now we're close to 80, 90, sometimes a hundred that come. That's great. Uh, and in Bucharest, that's the capital of Romania, uh, maybe around five, six hours drive away from where I live. We do have work camps. So we had a work camp Bucharest, kind of, a, you know, the core work camp of Romania, if I can say so. We had it for two years already. Um, and I've attended both of them. And I, it, it's a small community in the sense that the ones that come to meet, you know, meetups, uh, chatting in Slack and so on, uh, are very connected. Like we know each other by name, even if we've never met <laughs> or maybe we just met at events, like not, you know, we don't live close by. We don't kind of see each other every day. But it's really interesting how you can just connect through what it's called WordPress community vibe. And I've seen that I've never been to any WordCamp before uh, being hired by Sukuri. So as a, as a brand evangelist, I get to go to all of these events that we sponsor or speak at or just attend. And it, for me going to, because you know, I'm going to Joomla events, I'm going to Drupal events, I'm going to WordPress events, I'm going to no CMS events, I'm going to all these marketing, whatever tech related events. Um, and I don't want to offend anybody, but really the WordPress community has something that is special. It's, it's just not, not necessarily the sheer amount of people because, you know, yes, they're you know, the, the most maybe num numerous, if I can say that in English, like the most people. Uh, but it's just a sense of every... I remember my first work camp was, I think, Munich. I'm sure, I, I'm sure it was Germany, but not necessarily maybe Munich. Uh, and I speak German. So I went there. And I've just, you know, I, I just say hi. And everybody was like, where are you from? What are you doing? What was the first time you used WordPress on? What, you know, what projects you worked on? Do you need any help with anything? Like, what plugins do you like? So many questions. And I, I was just expecting to be, you know, that new guy in the corner, just watching the speakers and just be left alone. And it wasn't happening like that. And I didn't want to be left alone. So it was great. <laughs> I wanted somebody to ask me like, hey, what are you doing here? What, what are you looking for? And it was awesome to see the interaction the community has with sponsors as well. Um, uh, and the, uh, the gratitude that is explained every time, like I see the tweets uh, that are being put out. I see the content on the, on the sites of these work camps. Everybody says, thank you so much sponsors, you know, because they allow people to come who have such low or maybe no tickets at all or very cheap tickets just so they can, they can join the community. And that is really special. And then the more I learned about you know, talking to companies that have maybe people who actually volunteer uh, an hour a day, a day a week, you know, weeks uh, in a year or something to the WordPress community working on the core maybe or just working on plugins and other projects. Um, I feel it's just a, a very special, is much more than just a CMS people build sites with, is is a community supporting every, basically every kind of idea you have and that needs an online presence, you can do that with WordPress. And if you don't know, just drop a message in the Slack or just go on the community uh, in, on the forums and you'll get an answer in sometimes minutes. That's just amazing. That doesn't happen in the other communities. And I, I am a member of other communities as well. So I speak, you know, knowing both or all three or all four sides of the, uh, of the aisle. That's good to know. I didn't realize that other communities weren't as helpful. <laughs> Well, maybe they are. Maybe you know. Maybe you take you need to take more time to adjust and 
But I, I felt that I was much more welcome and much quicker uh, adopted, if I can say so, uh, by the WordPress community compared to the others. Val, I'd like to ask you a question we ask everyone, which is how you define success. What does success mean to you in your professional and or your personal life? Um, yes, yeah, success is, is a word that everybody struggles with and I see it trending. Um, I, I would like to use something that um, my grandmother and my mother used to teach us when we were small children. We have three brothers, um, just boys. So just imagine a mom having three boys. Um, <clears throat> and she always, so my mom always used to say, make sure that when you go to bed in the evening, you are not only proud of what you did in that day, but that you know for sure you didn't hurt or possibly hurt anybody of whatever you say is success. Like I, I made it today to do, you know, to achieve something. You had three tasks, you did them. Was anybody hurt by what you did? If yes, that's not success. That's a failure. And when I heard that, you know, being a student, you know, a young boy, I'm like, come on, mom, you're always going to have somebody, you know, being offended by something you do or, uh, you know, you get an opportunity at work and some other colleague wanted that or, I mean, so many situations. But now, you know, almost 40 years old, looking back, I would say, I think that's maybe one of the, one of the most important values I've learned as a child uh, from my parents, that if your success or if your measure of success goes against anybody else being harmed by what you did, is not success. It's just you being, you know, e your ego out there and trying to, I think there's a word in English that says step on bodies. So I don't want to do that. And for me, success is if I can be happy in the evening, knowing that I haven't hurt anybody during the day with my actions, my words, uh, my achievements. Uh, if I go on a stage and say, thank you for this award, whatever that award means, or not necessarily physical stage, I want to be sure in my heart that I didn't hurt anybody to get there. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. I'm thinking um, uh, of the the inverse of that, which would be um, because it sounds like you already you 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 got started in WordPress by helping other people. So mm -hmm. on the flip side, or I guess carrying that thought along of not causing harm, the opposite of that is doing good and helping others so, causing good right yeah so I, does that fit into that definition as well by default uh yes i think you cannot be in the middle there's no gray area between doing good and doing bad in my mind i think you can you, you either do good or you do bad there's i don't believe in in the saying that says you know you can you got to do some bad things so you can accomplish good things no I, it's just, you're going to taint, does it make sense? You're going to taint the good you're doing if you employ bad things to get there. So at least that's, that's how I live my life. And, and that's how we teach our children as parents uh, that they have to pursue doing good. And doing good many times does not come as natural. You feel sometimes that you, you know, you can cut some corners, you can you know, take a shortcut do this, do that, you know, cheat at school to get that good grade or, you know what I mean. But it's, it's going to be paid back to you. No, 
no thing like that will just remain unpunished, you know. So I just try to stay away. Nobody's perfect, that's true, and I have my you know ups and downs. I'm just trying to I try to do good, push to do good. Yeah. How do you handle the times when you may unintentionally hurt someone? Because as you said, you you may do that without intending to. How do you respond to that? And how does that fit into this idea of, of not doing harm? That, that is very hard. Um, I, I mean, I, like the moment you were asking that, I, I cannot, because, you know, when somebody's asking you something, you can like visualize specific moments when you did that. Uh, and the hardest thing for me to do is not say I'm sorry, but is actually facing the person. Um, I hate to text, email, send documents with uh, I'm sorry. I like to be as much as possible, at least in a you know Zoom or video, if it's not physically possible, but I want to be in front of the person I hurt intentionally or not intentionally. And you know, express my sorrow in that way, or just say, you know, my remorse. I am really sorry that I hurt you. Uh, I sometimes send texts to my wife saying, I love you. Uh, I think that's important. I think it's also important to say, I love you face to face, but it's even much more important to say, I'm sorry to that person's face. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, you, you kind of give in to whatever is in your mind saying, but that was for a higher purpose. That was for a higher good. It's okay that you hurt them. No, it's not. It's not okay that you hurt people to get any good accomplished. Doesn't, you know, I think not necessarily automatically a good accomplished by bad means is bad, but I would say it's not really something that you should be proud of or attached to your CV or, you know, if accidentally you do a good thing by actually doing a bad thing, I would say don't don't brag about it. Don't add it to your resume. I'm really liking you do something. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I just want to tell you, if, if you, you know, you, you set your mind to do something that you know is bad, and then eventually some side effects of that are good, you're going to most likely try to brag with those good side effects. I would say don't even mention them because they would ask them, you know, people would ask like, how did you come up to do this? And then what we're going to say, you're going to lie because you can't say you, you wanted to do a bad thing. So you're just <laughs> going to add more bad to the things you already did bad. And why? So, you know, a lie, there's a saying in Romanian, and I'm not sure if you, have, if you guys have it in uh, English, that by the time it takes for the truth to put on his boots, a lie would circle the earth 10 times. <laughs> I you like know what that I mean? So people talk people talk bad things about you they gossip you know you you have all these things going on out there they say how wrong you were or, or how bad you spoke about somebody but when you know the truth you don't rush you don't hurry you, know, you go for sure you know where you're going and you've got the proof that that truth is truth so you're just going to put on your boots really slowly get up in the morning you know brush your teeth and you know just go out there and tell them even if the lie is going to go, oh, my God, guys, he's coming. He's going to lie to you. No, just take your time. You go for sure because you're truth. So that's, that's how we Romanians refer to uh, <laughs> the ever, everlasting battle between uh, truth and, uh, and lie. Really Mostly like, like, the, like the rabbit and the turtle, you know, like the yep. speed when, yep. when they race. It's, it's, a similar, it's a similar comparison. So I want to ask you one more question about success. 
um, mm-hmm. because you said it's going to bed at the end of the night knowing that you didn't hurt anybody. And you've been pretty transparent, and that's not easy to do. And if we kind of set aside the extreme cases of, you know, losing your cool at work and shouting at somebody or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that kind of thing might be, I kind of wonder the, the, the little things that might go unnoticed, right, where we, we're just tired, so we choose to be lazy. And maybe no one else notices and maybe we're lazy at work or maybe we're lazy at home or maybe we're we're lazy on the train as we're going away and going somewhere at the end of the day. How does and I guess the context of where I'm going on this is if success, complete success is getting through the day and not hurting anybody. We're just like if you only hurt one person because you were lazy, where does that fit in? How do you try to psychologically land yourself with that? Obviously there's room for improvement, but how do we balance trying to be a better person without beating ourselves over, beating ourselves up over our flawed humanity? That is a great question because recently I've lived through a moment like that. And I'm going to share this here. Uh, I've shared it already on my Facebook, some you know, like three days ago, four days ago when it happened. But that's going to be in Romanian, so nobody's going to be able to read it anyways. So I will share it here. Um, I was about to catch a flight to go to a conference. Uh, I called my Uber. Uh, it arrived. It tells me, you know, go meet your driver. Uh, I get downstairs uh, from my building. I get in front. And then in my mind, I visually expect the Uber driver, as, you know, most of them do, they get out. You know, they open the trunk so you can put your suitcase in. They smile and say, you know, pop in, whatever. The guy doesn't even move. Like, I see no trunk popping up. I don't see him move. He doesn't even wave, nothing. So in my mind, it's like, okay, you could have at least just got out of the car and helped me, you know, put my suitcase in. That's in my mind. Again, there's no words happening. There's no signal. There's no waving, nothing. I go in the back of the car. I try to open the trunk. Nothing happens. So I bang two times like, hey, I'm still here. And I see, it, uh, you know, it opens. So I, I put my suitcase in, I close it, I go in the car, I say good morning, and I'm like, okay, let's go to the airport. As we are driving, he starts, you know, talking, I'm talking, you know, just like the regular kind of a, you know, driver, passenger conversation. And then he tells me that that day he's coming, like he just arrived at my building from the mayor's office. Uh, I don't know in in the U.S. if you do that in the mayor's office, but it happens here where he got divorced. And he got divorced because his wife said she can no longer live with somebody that has cancer. And he had a, a, what's the word? Uh, I don't know the word of the condition he had, but he could no longer normally go to the toilet, if you know what I mean. So he needed, you know, special like a pouch. Um, so in my mind, the moment he started saying this is like, of course he couldn't get off the car. Of course he couldn't help me. Of course, I mean, now I understand. And he's having such a shitty day because he's, he just got divorced today. And I'm complaining in my mind because he didn't get out you know, to open the door for me. So what looked like somebody disrespecting me actually was nothing compared to the sorrowness and you know the bad condition that he was in in his life so i immediately as we were still driving started writing on my facebook and like guys this this was such a blow to my ego look this is what just happened now i don't know if you can treat 
everything you do bad or everything you think it's happening, you know, that's kind of a not okay. And just go out to your Facebook friends. Of course, I only share that those things with my friends only, you know, privacy on. Uh, but I think it takes a lot of guts to confess to somebody that not necessarily is your very close friend or family. Because when you do that, like, you know, some people go to the priest. But again, if the priest is not really a good friend of mine, if, or if I'm not religious, that's, you know, maybe not going to help. But just, I don't have another word, but just say confessing, you know, the kind of a bad things you did to somebody you don't know. And I do something else. That's going to sound crazy, but it's not because it helps me at least personally. I share things like that in the airports while waiting for, you know, the next plane to somebody that happens to sit next to me. We're just, you know, I'm just, hey, hey, you know, where are you going? You know, just like casual conversation. And then I'm like, um, I don't know about how perfect you are, but I'm not. And, you know, yesterday I shouted at my kid or two days ago this happened. And initially they look at you like, why are you telling me this? And then it's minutes before he starts or she starts saying the same things back. And it's a moment in time where you have that chat where you kind of just take off something from your soul. They do the same. Then you say goodbye, have a safe flight. And you don't see them most likely never again. But hours after that conversation, you'll still remember the, you know, that, that kind of, oh, I got this off my, my chest feeling. And that's just, for me at least, it's, it's a cleansing experience. So if it helps anybody, try it. Uh, it does help me every time. Yeah, it sounds like that's inspiring for you. And, and it sort of spreads that inspiration around. Think about it like, like drops of water in a, in a puddle that becomes a big ocean. As The more we put these drops of goodness and good thoughts into yeah. this ocean of the world, we can uh, ha- have a bigger impact on positivity. Totally. It's my deep thought for the day, everybody. Val, <laughs> you sort of alluded to this earlier when we asked you about success because you, you discussed how your mom shared this uh, advice with you on, on not doing harm but maybe you have another piece of advice that you can share with us because we like to have our guests share advice that they've received that they've implemented in their life and that's been meaningful to them. So maybe there's something in addition to that you can share with us. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to go back a generation and share something that my grandmother um, used to say to us when we were kids at home. Um, and specifically because I was the uh, oldest, you know, from the three boys, She was, well, if you ever get in a position, in a situation somewhere in this God's, you know, big, huge globe, and if somebody's asking you something that you don't know the answer to, you should say, and mark my words, you should say, I don't know. Because after I don't know, it comes, there's no more questions. If you say, yeah, sure, I've heard about it, you know, I I kind of know what you're talking about. They're going to ask more questions and you're going to look much, much, much worse <laughs> if you say, yeah, of course I know. And that's one piece of advice I've used thousands of times with no error. When you're talking to somebody and they ask you about something or you know, the conversation goes around a particular topic that you have no idea what that means, just say it. I don't know. I don't know this topic, but I added something on top of what my grandma said. And I always say, you know what? But I'm going to look into it. I'm going to get back to you. 
uh, but just give me you know a days, some hours, whatever, depending on how you know uh, unknown to me the, the the content of that conversation is. And when you say go back, like I'm gonna go back on this and you know tell you what my version. Make sure you always go back and tell them, because then they're gonna know. Okay, this guy is a guy of his word. Like this person, when they say something, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it, even if it's just something they didn't know initially. They researched it and they came back. Even that shows that you are a man of your word. Yeah. I was going to ask you before you explained that that add-on that you do, I was going to ask you how that works to just say, I don't know. Because if you said that when your wife said, how about building a website, you you wouldn't be here with us today probably. So no, I, I, I think right. I, I didn't don't say I don't know. There. Yeah. Don't end it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. True. You're being honest, uh, but you're also expanding your your knowledge and and showing a willingness to, to learn something, which as an entrepreneur, uh, you need to have the ability to do that. You can't, you can't just limit yourself to what you currently know. So, yeah. So thanks for that add on. Yeah, sure. Val, tell us a little bit about challenges. What's, what's been one of your biggest challenges that you've dealt with? And if you're still working on it, how you, how are you getting over it? How are you dealing with it? The first challenge I ever felt was um, after communism fell in Romania back in 1989. Uh, It happened in December. Um, We were living in a closed world. And of course, for your American audience, most likely this will mean nothing. But if anybody's hearing this and they have lived in communism, they will know what I refer to when I say you had no idea that there's a world you know, beyond your borders. Uh, they would tell you in the press, in the media, that everything outside your country is bad. Everybody's trying, you know, they use drugs in America. Everybody, you know, people are shooting in the streets and everything was bad, 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 bad. Just so you don't see the bad in your country. And the moment the borders were open and, you know, Westerners started pouring in, they would come with, you know, books, uh, food, blankets, uh, medicine. And I remember uh, some uh, lady in a pharmacy, they were open, just like, you know, open source in a way pharmacies, like all these hospitals from Germany, England, France, they would send uh, uh, pills, medicine, and all these treatments in Romania. So they would just put them in a pile, let's say, and you would just get for free whatever you needed. And I remember my mom saying, you know, Kids were dying in this country because this pill, she was you know, holding a pill, never existed. And it, it was a challenge for me to accept the fact that people that we thought as we were being educated that they are bad, they are killing us, they are, you know, they're going to ruin us, they actually come now and help us. And then when I started traveling outside Romania, a challenge was to get transcultural with the people I was visiting, like understanding the local behavior. Uh, And it happens to me even now when I speak in English many times because English is not my maternal language. I have to realize that some words I'm saying could be offending in English just because of the word of the way you uh, arrange in a sentence, or maybe we have sayings or something that, you know, doesn't really make any sense in English for an American or a British uh, person. But I, I'm trying to go over that. And the biggest challenge I have right now, I want to learn Chinese. That's, that's my, uh, you know, my current situation that's, you know, like a personal goal. 
Uh, I think in 10, 15, 20 years, not knowing to speak Chinese would be an impediment in anybody's career or uh, business. Uh, I mean, just look what happens. Uh, they are growing, they are you know, getting all over the world. And if you want to have a business relationship with anybody that is meaningful in 20, 30 years from now on, I think most likely uh, you have to speak some uh, you know, Chinese. You might cut that out. I don't know. But no, I. So I, I love, I, and we're we're running long, so I'll I'll try to be succinct here. But I, I'm I love sorry. the challenge in that, trying to overcome your own cultural understandings and step outside your own experience to see the world from other people's views, and that's that's more relevant now, at least in the West, than ever. And it's that's a huge problem for us, and the importance of doing so and with your example you know that could have saved lives little children might still be here uh yeah. that's that's powerful and i see that you know, you've you've told us that you speak german clearly you speak english you speak romanian you said earlier before that you speak french and russian and uh you're the second guest we've had on the show that wants to learn or is learning chinese so uh oh. you're you're pushing yourself uh, now, I know, now i want to know who the other person is <laughs> um <laughs> they can be yeah, so 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 that's great, and I'm 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 really moved by that story and by the work you're doing to overcome that and to kind of use that in the WordPress community to bring more people together. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story and and giving us, I guess, a more personal view of what your life is like in your country or has been like, and I guess it's been about it's been thirty years. Um, yep, almost. Yeah. So you were quite young at the time that that changed Fifth happened. grade. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and all of your advice and thoughts, Val. It's been, it's been really thank great you. chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit. Where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook. But I, on Twitter and Instagram, I, my handle is A-D-S-P-E-D-I-A, Adspedia. Uh, and then on Facebook, I'm just Valentin, my legal name, Valentin Vesa, same okay. as LinkedIn. Um, Thank you. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thanks, Sal. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.